0: Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkin'. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that will never be surrey for being all a boot (laughs) horror my name is greg d and on today's episode our tour of the wide world of weird comes to a close as we finally get our canadian stamp on our passport as we talk david cronenberg's shivers and whether or not you're into an all-inclusive communal living you can listen into our show Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your don't dreaming, being whole. <laughs> and of course, if you are on our social media, you can find us hanging out on Twitter at Nightmare Junk, and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and orgy shenanigans. And you don't have to have a password to view in (laughs) on all of these things. And as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, January 29th, over at Screenland, we've got you covered indoors and and virtually. (laughs) And again, yeah, no password needed. Uh -uh. Now, on that Friday, our latest Friday Night Fright Genius is a film that is celebrating 20 years of terror. Mm Mm-hmm which means maybe we'll be talking about it in Mm. March.
1: Perhaps,
0: perhaps. But if you're in the Kansas City area, come on out and make sure you check out Session 9.
1: It is a very dope movie, very worth your time. It is very cool.
0: I watched it for the first time last year, Mm -hmm. so I'm anxious to see it on the big screen with a crowd, because this is going to be the second of kind of more of a slow burn film that we've approached on Friday Night Frights, having just experienced The Black Coat's Daughter, which... Oh, my goodness. Always so good. Fucking Osgood Perkin knocked it out. Played amazingly, so I'm anxious to see uh, how Session 9 plays. And it's got one of the best fuck yous <laughs> in cinema that I think. It ranks up there. It definitely yep. does. But then that following Friday, as uh, will be the first Friday in February, we're going to be celebrating Women in Horror Month mm-hmm. all that month, and we're going to be kicking things off with a movie you can truly sink your teeth into, Yeah, Raw. Hmm. oh goodness gracious I I, I I saw it multiple times, and it has I made me it. truly appreciate my veterinarians so much more and made I, I respect what what they possibly go through.
1: Oh, yeah, I like uh, the way they think.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, of course uh this uh this weekend as well, we've got a number of other genre fare including a movie I know you all we experienced at film club, Tommy.
1: Oh, how do you think he do? I don't know. I thoroughly enjoy that movie. Tommy is dope. Fucking Anne Margaret, Tina Turner, (laughs) fucking Elton John, fucking the Who. I mean, everything about it. That's a terrible movie. I mean, it's great, but some of the things that Tommy goes through is. Fucking awful.
0: It does address some things, which is why I played as a perfect film co- club. A film.
1: Lot, there's a lot to decompress with that movie.
0: Another film that has a lot to decompress is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Can't open the Pay doors, how? I'm afraid we can't do that, genius. Oh, man. This is one you need to see. I hope they play it in theater one, especially for the whole Jupiter sequence. I remember watching that for the first time and not knowing what in the world was going on. I was so lost and confused. And having watched it several times, I still don't know what's going on. I am lost <laughs> and confused. And then finally, of course, a film that we covered in Death December. I watched it for the first time. Then I get to see it on the big screen. Robert Zemeckis' Death Becomes Her. Now a warning? It is so good. <laughs> that movie is so good. I'm, and you know what? Uh, Ty had a chance to watch that for the first time upon recommendation. Excellent. Loved it. Oh. Loved it. Now, of course, if you're not is, ready to is go. Is Meryl home? Stop it, man. Stop it. We need to do positive ASMR, not terror ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, if you're not ready to go inside, we understand. Uh, But you can head to uh, ScreenLandOnline.com where you can rent a number of films, including pg psycho gore man do it do it now <laughs> but of course uh the following saturday on the 30th we're going to be unleashing our latest shutter shout out ooh glad barker double feature i am excited i am ready to go back into midian and piss on priests bits of barker as we're calling it and yes i'm going to be watching on shutter rawhead rex for the first time is that a first time viewing Mm -hmm, for you as well, mm -hmm. but we're going to be going back to somewhere that's very comfortable and welcoming, Oh yeah, Nightbreed. Ooh, speaking of Cronenberg, Oh, oh, he is terrifying as Decker in that movie. Yes. There are moments in that film that are seared into my brain, and it's because of his just blank stare. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is ridiculous.
1: Ah, that's a creepy movie, but I love it. The whole idea of Midian just fascinates me.
0: Oh, Nightbreed in and of itself, and I do believe this is the director's cut as well. Ooh, so even more trollalogues. A yeah, celebration of the trailer logs. Now, of course, you can celebrate right along with us. We assume, hopefully, most of you out there are subscribed to Shutter. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you're not, there are a number of seven-day free trials that you can go along with that. But if you would like some exclusive content that includes customized pre-show introduction, trailer reels, and post-film scintillating discussion, all you have to do is become a member of the Screenland Film Family. By heading on over to Patreon.com/screenland, and of course that is the tip of the tier. So much more to offer upon that, mm-hmm. but genius! If we're talking film family and Patreon, the we want to give a little Patreon pally shout out here. And listen, I've been we've been fortunate enough here in the Kansas City area, especially me being the socially awkward introvert, that because of places like Screenland, um, you know, I have the chance to. Interact, kind of, you know, socially with other people out there. And this member of our film family, we've given him a shout out before, but we're giving him another one here. Andrea, you rule first and foremost. Oh fuck yeah, you're fucking rad. But I also want to make sure that we talk the uh, her podcast. She's a co host of the Black Magic Coven podcast as part of the Crickest Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. And their latest episode had the the one and only Goth Gangsta Princess Jill on on
1: and she's also a member of film club she's been to a lot of our virtual discussions and she always has some very humorous and insightful <laughs> input and she in and Andrew, you can fucking party you are rad you are fucking rad
0: <laughs> well i also want to mention that because um I do have confidence that this will happen, but they will be joining us here in the month of March as well. I'm excited. With the madness. Snow. I wanted to make sure to give them a shout. If you're not listening to them already, Jill's episode is a great episode to jump into as they approach um, a lot of true horror stuff, but with uh, just a sensibility that can only be when they all gather together and they put the forces into nature. And so, Andrea, thank you so much for being a friend. Mm hmm. Traveling back the road down again. Well, speaking of a road that we've been traveling here. Oh, yeah. All over the map. The wide world of weird has taken us all across the globe, genius. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I've seen some wonderful things. hmm But I've also seen some things that I'm never going to unsee now. Uh, hell, we've- pr- we've subjected some of our friends to things that they will unsee when they didn't even need to see the movie <laughs> right I had to make sure they they saw the some some octopus getting down right I mean we've we've we're practically Cenobites at this point.
1: I think we've scarred uh, Mount Baldy with <laughs> all, at least metal scars
0: he's got some metal shavings in there somewhere and that's our bad but we've also had a chance to experience some movies that I may have never had a chance to experience so it's been a good thing mm-hmm. Because With- honestly, I don't even really think I would
1: have got to possession.
0: I mean, I think like
1: in fact like is this a squiddly Diddly movie? Eventually, I might have, but I mean, it wasn't until like. Do
0: you think you would have gotten around to Body Melt? No,
1: I don't think so. I I think I would have like on Street Trash first, but yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I got to Body Melt. I'm glad I got to possession.
0: And you had initially stumbled upon Tetsuo, so mm-hmm. one way or the other, a lot of these were all first time experiences, mm-hmm. especially within the last few years. And, again, we've explored all over the globe, which is fantastic, because we've seen various cultural norms and mores and, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes ways that we don't understand. Sometimes things we shouldn't understand. Sometimes things we couldn't understand. (laughs) It's a rebel, Dottie. (laughs) And that is a roundabout way to saying we have now arrived in our last episode of the month here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Our neighbors to the north are wonderfully weird. And nice neighbors to oh, the north. So many wonderful things coming from Canada. Hell, the uh, From My Parents Basement podcast, one of my favorites with uh, Gary, Aaron, and all those cats. Wonderful, wonderful.
1: Puppet Killer, Gigi Guerrero they're all
0: uh, in uh, Vancouver. Lisa Ovies, we love you guys. Another member of our film family. No, mm-hmm. so much goodness beyond hockey and poutine. I mean, they offer so much. And we kid because we love. <laughs> well, and of course, from the years 1974 to 1982, a plethora of... Of wonderful films came out of there oh yeah and precisely because of a tax shelter that came into place where a number of films were financed where if a, it basically went for if the film made a hundred percent of the profit you wouldn't have to pay anything and you know films practically never did that so people were very comfortable investing in films and being able to write it off for tax rebates mm-hmm. and the idea initially was to kind of jumpstart the Canadian film industry which it did it did but it also invited a number of you know low budget exploitation genre films to come in because when you're already dealing with a
1: limited budget and you're already like trying to cut corners by doing tax shelters like okay what's the cheapest mm-hmm. movie to make let's make a cool horror movie absolutely and then and the cream rises to the top when it comes to that
0: well that's just it i mean there are a number of films out there that were produced and put out and the whole idea though was you had to have a largely Canadian cast and crew. So you could still see some familiar, you know, US locations. You could still see and hear familiar US actors, but the majority of the people were Canadian. And I think for a lot of us out there, it was probably our first introduction to Canadian culture. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, but I remember back in the day noticing a difference between SCTV and Saturday Night Live. Very much so. There was a difference between like the kids in the hall. <laughs> and saturday you know there was a difference in the canadian humor the canadian sensibilities mm-hmm. and that's kind of been again the the most fun thing of our tour here is to see how then horror how horror is put through those sensibilities mm-hmm. and i do think with a true canadian filter there are some again that rise to the top hello 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 black christmas i don't think people maybe familiar, categorize as categorizes as exploitation But it totally totally is. It
1: totally is. I mean, it
0: kicks us off in 1974. We've got um, Kathy's Curse (laughs) as a exploitation. I had a chance to see that at Terror Tuesday a few years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. Great trailer, even greater film. Ah. Uh, We've got uh, Humongous. (sighs) Humongous. That is a great trailer. (laughs) Another great trailer. (laughs) Curtains. Ooh, that movie is dope. I haven't seen that movie in a minute usa up all nighter on that one uh we of course have one of the all timers my bloody valentine Mm -hmm. and (laughs) hello mary lou
1: prom night
0: two a wop babaloo bop a wham bam boom they're playing our song (laughs) right there if that was just by itself that's a marathon of wonderfully weird totally different but all canadian films yes but if you want to get really weird with it, there's only one person if you want to get really weird with it. Mm-hmm. And he also, Helms from Canada, got his start in exploitation mm-hmm. And one was one of those filmmakers who his films did actually inject... Something into the Canadian film industry, <laughs> usually
1: forcefully,
0: <laughs> phallically. <laughs> we're talking the filmography of one David Cronenberg.
1: Ah, Cronenberg. Of course. You know, like in the last episode when we were like, of course we're going to talk, we're going to Japan. You know, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking the wide world of weird, and if we are talking about the wide world of weird, and we've done The Untamed and Tetsuro, The Iron Man, and all these other things that owe homage. To Cronenberg. Of course we're going to talk about Cronenberg.
0: We're going to close out in Canada. We're going to close out in, cl- in cr- crone- clo- Cronenberg. Whoa, Cronenberg? Whoa. Cronenberg.
1: That's scary. Oh, my. That's just a bunch of Cronenbergs running around just doing all sorts of, like, Brundelberg.
0: Oh, no, don't, don't stop. No, 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 no. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> now. It really gives me the shiv. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my goodness. I should say, <laughs> it wasn't too long ago that we actually talked Cronenberg. Uh, in the month of June last year, we did a whole thing on remakes, mm-hmm. and we had a chance to talk the fly. And I think we posited our whole classification of Cronenberg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you look at his filmography, there's three ways that we ideally like to classify him. Mm-hmm. You start with what we call the creepy Cronenberg. Yes, the creepy, the old school Cronenberg, where it's dealing with specifically about sex. And it's it's usually going to be gross, uh-huh. quite shocking, and kind of questionable. Like you, you, these are the movies, loose you, morals. Yeah, you don't necessarily recommend these to mm-hmm. everyone. You have to know someone to recommend the creepy Cronenberg. My personal favorite Cronenberg, actually. <laughs> <laughs> then we call, we go to classic Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. And now this is where you can show potentially some of these films to normies. Um, also, these are the films that you could also say are in the the horror canons, the mm-hmm. horror classics, right? That are just kind of no brainers, so to speak. And then we have contemporary Cronenberg. And this is when you kind of go outside of the horror genre, but also think more current because he hasn't done a true horror film in quite some time. Right. It's been a minute since he's done horror. It's been quite a long time of that. So what's great, though, is you do have some Cronenberg films that are not only creepy not only classy there's like the venn diagram of it and then there's a few that are
1: right in the middle of it where it's classy and it's trashy and it's creepy and it's totally cronenberg and like that is the sweetest spots of them all
0: well and one of my favorites and it's been a while since i've seen it and i i know someone just released a a boutique blu-ray of it but cronenberg's crash
1: I have yet to see that. I saw the other one with Brendan Fraser and Thandi uh, uh, New. Oh yeah,
0: different movie, different movie. Totally. I was like, I... Where's this <laughs> like, "Where's well, the stuff fucking? Where's the stuff fucking?" Okay, so I did see it in the theater, and I went in. It was one I saw the Tivoli, mm-hmm. and I went and I went in blind. I just knew it was Cronenberg, and I was even at that point I still wasn't probably really up to date as I should have been to Cronenberg. But I just mm-hmm. knew him as the the head blowing guy, the fly guy at that point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fly guy now i see cronenberg in like some sort of pimp outfit
0: like <laughs> what a firefly guy
1: i'm talking about the flesh
0: I'm just like. <laughs> well i maybe sh- even if i went in expecting that i my head was blown aw- i was blown away because there is the stump fucking, uh there is the people being turned on by car crashes and again you know this is like watching you know, blue velvet for the first time where Ugh. just this little suburban white kid here is just having his mind blown going, wait, this kind of stuff exists. Like <laughs> what is happening here? I was uncomfortable because it was James Spader, uh, Holly Hunter. These are people who I genuinely adore and love. Yeah. And seeing them interact in such a way, <laughs> I walked away perplexed. And also another movie that probably launched a Cronenberg has probably launched a thousand and one fetishes oh, yeah. at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But needless to say, I think that's a film that fits in all three of that criteria where it's creepy, it's classic and it's contemporary.
1: And I would go Video Drone. Oh yeah. That one, oh, that yeah. one it was another one. That's creepy and that, because it's it, it, and it deals with the creepiness of it and Cronenberg because of the sex and because of the 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 over, over, overtones mm-hmm. Um, and it is contemporary and it is classic because like, it's a film. People talk about it now. Like
0: you will find that on Criterion. Yeah, exactly. Then we have all the way back to 1975, the directorial debut of one David Cronenberg. I think
1: this is this should be in the sweet spot of that Venn diagram too.
0: Well, you know what? Anyone that starts out of, off a movie that has is such a strong thesis statement to stuff that, in 1975, that you can still see, and hear, and smell, and taste, and feel the themes. In like two thousand and ten. Yeah. This is just such a way to announce all that you are. Mm-hmm. This is a thesis statement. It truly is. Body horror, sex and violence, a film that was once titled Orgy of the Blood Parasites. <laughs> but then was finally whittled down to what we now know as shivers. Ah
1: such a good movie. Such a good movie.
0: And what's kind of fascinating with this film is, of course, um, it's a movie we've enjoyed quite immensely. Mm-hmm. We both saw it for the first time in the theater. Yes. Very, very, very memorably. Oh, the
1: Tapcade days.
0: Oh, those Tapcade days. But also, this movie, when we say, you know, Cronenberg launched A Thousand Fetishes, this movie- It also sealed A Thousand <laughs> Fetishes. <laughs> but created something within our vernacular- Mm-hmm and just weaved its way into the podcast, and it's from that particular viewing of Shivers. Oh, yeah. So so let's go back in time here and do a little... Okay.
1: Take us back, genius. <laughs> if I'm going to tell you the story of this vernacular phrase. I have to almost ruin the story for you. Ruin the the ending of Shivers.
0: Listen, it is a, a 45 at this point year old film. Mm-hmm. Consider yourself spoiled. There's a great Vestron Blu-ray out there. Get it, watch it before cuz we're going to spoil things the shit right over here, right? So, I
1: saw it for the first time in the theater I knew of Cronenberg and I knew how he was like, you know, like to blend flesh and body horror <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So, I was expecting a little bit of that. I wasn't expecting the debaucherous bacchanal of this movie this whole like theme of wanting to turn into a sex orgy of, of madness and so i'm watching this in like awe and like oh, and just like oh this is a great movie until it came to the very end now at the very end for those of you who haven't seen the movie basically this apartment complex is overrun by sex swingers okay <clears throat> they're talking about Lamour. so he has two choices he either has to a Get diddled to death inside of a pool with um, his his nurse, his wife nurse, played by a very Jane March look-alike, um, a manic pixie dream girl, and a vampire goddess, okay? Diddle to death in a pool like that. Or his other option. What's behind door number two, what's behind genius? Carol Merrill, tell me what he's won, right? The cast of Real Sex is coming to diddle into death, right? I mean, just old people, young people, just a massive, just, 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 Joe Spinell's in there, Did It just, it's just rough. Fucking Monty Hall is in there. Studio Bouchette. People you don't want to be in Real Sex coming after you are coming after <laughs> you, okay? So he, so what does he do? He chooses them over the fucking thing over there so i'm pissed off because like dude the choice to me is obvious i would jump in the pool and it'd be like that scene in rocky horror don't dream it be just sitting there just getting mauled to death by and he does but he could have. he does but he of course is by the cast of real sex he could have spent that quality time with that 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 holy trinity of of lamore and yet (laughs) and yet he chooses that and either way he was going to get diddled. He might as well have enjoyed it because, like, that's my big take. And so ever since then, if anything is going to be bot debaucherous or there's, like, some sort of, like, um, orgistic thing, sand squiddly diddly or sometimes with. Or when, in, uh, potentially with the option A or option B. Right. Whenever there's one or two, you, when you're going to be in a pool, go all out, just like in Rocky Horror before the little orgy. Don't dream it so Sometimes when I do that, the Don't Dream It, It people are like, oh, it's like from Rocky Horror.
0: It is, but. But it
1: is, and it's really
0: from Shevers. I, I think Cronenberg would be proud because you have Cronenberg, those two references together. Right? I put them in the pods, and then I hit the switch. <laughs> and that's what's beautiful. The fact that anytime now, hopefully, and that's what cracks me up, the fact that there's been so much sexual content this month that if we have anyone coming to the episode and this is like their first handful of episodes welcome to the list yeah (laughs) why don't you have a seat And it cracks me up because, but hopefully then, if you then go back and you're <laughs> going to hear constantly within, and again, anytime the enticement is there. Yeah. If you go back
1: to past episodes and you're like, like oh, what does he think about the the sisters from Dracula?
0: Don't uh, dream it. You know, we're like,
1: oh, hell back on the other. Like, would you go to the fuck monster shack? Don't dream it. I mean, it's just kind of like whenever the sexually debaucherous, aspect
0: is there it just instantaneously turns into the pool scene so the worst thing is though the fact that two of the five episodes this month actually explain a lot to the podcast and all of these (laughs) things are so sexually charged maybe that deep down inside we've got some issues my friend
1: we need to lie down on the couch welcome to the freud podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know if dr cronenberg is there you know what i will i will listen to his kind of therapy because you know what (laughs) It's going to manifest itself either in uh, (laughs) brood-like symptoms or in song. Don't dream. (laughs) Well, a couple things with Shivers. Number one, Uh it was part of the pre-show at the old Terror Tuesday at the Draft House. And I love that trailer because it's got the great narration. I can't remember if it's Percy Rodriguez or one of those cats from the 70s. Was it Prey? It doesn't happen here. Not no, that that's one. rabid. It is, Yeah, rabid. This one is... That one's great, If too. this one doesn't bother you, you should see a Psychiatrist. Psych-neck. Quick. Yeah. Quick. Ah, oh, so good. So good. So the trailer itself is wonderful, but... But, okay, so it doesn't bother me. That movie
1: didn't bother me, so should I see a psychiatrist? I mean, it did bother me the fact that he chose wrong. You know? I mean, he did... it. In <laughs> the fairness... The New Knights Templar there, he chose poorly. Poorly. <laughs> Instead of his face melting, something else happens. Right? I mean, that's my only main beef. Everything else, I'm like, I'd be cool with that movie. The only problem about that is, fucking, why? Why would you? Why would you choose door number two? He got, he definitely got zonked yeah. multiple times. Oh,
0: so. <laughs> the, from the pool to the suburbs, you know, right? the, the trail that's going on there. The, first and foremost, this movie is very sexual. Yes. This movie, it opens up with a possible rape. Oh no, that initial assault scene is so traumatizing because. I have not watched Shivers since that tapcade screening and I do remember it very memorably and remember Joy I remember kind of feeling the movie with you at the time going oh yeah this is Jay, having that moment watching it by myself this time it was more traumatizing because those jo- joyous moments by myself I'm just like oh no this is brutal no what this contrast what the hell is what are you doing to me cronenberg <laughs> His first film, within the first five minutes, establishes this crazy contrast Mm -hmm. of because the
1: first the credit is like come to Starline Apartments where everything is model, model and brand new, and it's like I'm thinking I wrote down like
0: I'm fucking I'd like to live there. That sounds dope. That was about to ask you what would truly entice you to go into this like all communal living. Is it, how would you like to live deliciously? Like- I would.
1: I'm fucking ready to sign up right now. You know. Plus, and they're like, and of course, cable, cable, I'm like cable. I'm like, <laughs> that's I'm like, okay, hey, ooh, sold. In right? 1974, 1975,
0: that is a big time deluxe thing
1: right plus the fact that i know it's a swingers complex
0: of course i'm gonna move in right there Wait, come I, and knock at our door did you see any pineapples in the front of the building
1: the whole island was shaped as a pineapple <laughs> the starline pineapple hotel <laughs> come on, we've been waiting for you where the kisses are hers and his and his and hers and hers and his and, and hers and his
0: and his and
1: his
0: and hers. here's the thing you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong with this movie. It starts slow. It starts <laughs> subtle. And then kind of like the metaphor for this movie of venereal disease or what have you, it spreads so quickly yes. and becomes so alarmingly crazy. There are moments in this movie that I forgot about. Kids on leashes. I know. I totally forgot about that one too. I, how do you forget about kids on
1: leashes? Again, I'm never gonna forget that. And then the kid and the and the Joe Spinell like room service coming out like they just had a grand old time, and the mom's like, oh, "I had a great time too." Coming out and it's like, God damn, what's going
0: on in this movie? The creepy bellman slash security guard.
1: But the way, the, but the way the bell the bellhop got it when that old lady was like, "I'm
0: hungry, hungry for love,"
1: and just pulls him like a cartoon. Oh, that made me giggle, and I and I shouldn't be giggling at fucking shivers, but at the same time, I meanwhile I'm having a fucking ball.
0: Again, going through this catalog this month, how we reacted to these films is going to tell us more about our own personal psyches, our well beings. Because I wasn't laughing throughout; I was still like gassed, going, "Oh my god! Oh no!" (laughs) i was going through the motions my friends my pearls (laughs) getting the vapors i was clutching at something i was hoping it was pearls at this point i mean don't get me wrong the kids on lesions that shit kind of gave me a
1: gasp too but other than that everything else i was like well okay
0: but at the same time if it's a diddle parasite i mean uh... and that's the other thing i forgot as well that 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 this whole thing technically is a man-made Venereal mad, disease. Mad scientist thing. Yeah. And then it gives you, when you get a little bit more context to that opening assault scene, it doesn't make it any better but it does kind of fill in the blanks mm-hmm. because Cronenberg does not hold your hand no. through well, this movie. Because I thought he was trying to diddle her to death, but it turned out he was, was.
1: trying to stop the the, the cause yep. of the diddle. And so like it was
0: it was almost a beneficial assault, but you don't realize that until later. Not at all. And the way it's portrayed in that intro scene, again, the contrast to the people doing their thing in that in that apartment setting everyday life going on while this horrific thing is going on
1: but then you don't realize how everybody diddled the girl in apartment 11b and then like it's just this kind of like the old man who keeps telling the same story over and over again here's my thing as much horrific shit with like a, a couple of scenes of kids on leashes total scenes of debaucherousness this movie is funny as fuck
0: there is some funny genuinely funny moments in this movie the doctor is played by joe silver i was a big fan of dr pickles yeah because <laughs> <He did. laughs> it's been used he's like ah oh, you gonna eat that pickle okay and then he's like hey i'm still hungry he had
1: multiple scenes talking about pickles and there'd be time where he just showed up and he's eating you come in the car he's eating
0: do you think he was just a body away from being a bad mortician, potentially? <laughs> He's
1: already uh, created the dental parasite monsters anyway, and what he was he- just pissed off that his name... Here's what I wrote. He okay. goes, when he found the other doctor's notes, the first one, he said that he wanted to make a world a mindless orgy. Yep. <laughs> he, he made a, a, a parasite that acted as a aphrodisiac and a venereal disease. Wow wow yeah that's it that's it from it follows
0: that's what that is well you know and it's kind of funny i'm not saying anything but fuck you know,
1: flowers <laughs> it's, just,
0: it's a product of the time if you think about kind of the free love of the 70s at the time
1: so i put it as a, a parasitic onion to my belt because it's the style of the times yeah because at the time it like was running uh, rampant more was a big
0: deal when you'd even have representation of it on tv not at all not at all and here like you said, it's kind of implied that everyone is kind of together at this point. Yeah, no, there were multiple moments in this film that I was just uncomfortable. Now, having watched uh, Black Sunday for the first time, when Barbara Streels shows up, I was like, oh, more context now, having... And then, again, at the end with the pool, I was very much having that moment. I was still disturbed, but I, I was giggling to myself, because I was like, well, here's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And... By the time then we get Lynn Lowry as the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Uh Uh-huh. It's just, it is such a uncomfortable movie. I mean, I love the fact that we watched this in the theater. And it was a pretty packed theater, if I remember right. Yeah, it was. And we were just there. We did not host it. We weren't hosting
1: it. We are like, hey, Shivers is right. Cool, let's see it. I'm down. Like, what'd you think? Don't dream it. I still thoroughly love this movie because it's so over the top and so like, pro-sexual awakening yet anti-sexual awakening and like it's got a lot of different messages and a lot of different things there was even a point where i felt like it almost felt like (laughs) he it was dealing with erectile dysfunction because you know the part where the husband is uh lying in bed and he's like really digging the worm and he's like come on big fella come on get up get up move Uh, move around uh. and i'm like oh meanwhile this like
0: weird gross thing is growing out of his body and oh, it's, and the effects still work very well yes they do yes they do well i had forgotten also that it is very much uh, with the parasite portion of the movie the first time watching it of course that it is falls very much in line and would play as a great triple feature with this Night of the Creeps and Slither and Slither. I was just about to say the quote
1: unquote demise of Barbara Steele's character when she's in the pool, when she's not pool, when she's in the tub. Oh, oh! that's violent and mean. That one, there was like, oh, shit. oh, that was so Ow. uncomfortable.
0: That was super uncomfortable. But you see a little moment of that in Slither. And mm-hmm. I, I think James Gunn mentioned that he had never seen Night of the Creeps. He had never seen Shivers, which I can understand. But again, it just shows you how there that kind of element mm-hmm. is out there in the in the public consciousness, which just tells us how messed up we all truly are. Because even if Shivers didn't exist, we would have probably gotten Night of the Creeps. If Night of the Creeps didn't exist, we would have probably gotten Shivers. Right.
1: Or I should say uh, Slither. Slither, Slither. But the fact that it's an unknown monster and that anybody could really be a sex fiend that you don't know. Like the... um. The Higgins-looking dude, the concierge. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, with another pencil-thin mustache. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, um the, the, the couple comes down. There's something wrong with our power. He goes, "Well, I think something's in my office. Come on in." And then he goes, <laughs> and then all these he closes him. Like, what's going on? And then like, ooh, and they all just assault him. It's not goofy, but at the
0: same time, it's like. God damn. There was the moment when the other doctor was behind the door and those two guys were just trying to entice him out. And they weren't trying to, like, break the door down. They were just doing their thing. Everyone had their own method. hmm They were mindless, yet they weren't mindless. They were mindful of one particular thing. Right. And it's just, it, like you said, it's so uncomfortable that I think with the particular audience, though, it could play a little bit more on the funny side because- this is early seventies, late you know mid seventies. Right, we're all a little bit more hair suit than others. Um, the the hygiene isn't maybe quite as it should be. And as someone that is a hairy chested man myself, I felt good with the representation.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, everybody should be glad with the representation in this movie because everybody gets diddled or diddle somebody in this movie, no matter what your race creed. Color, everybody is going to get diddled.
0: And we're talking age as well, and that's the most disturbing thing yeah, I think, with this film. Yeah, that it, is. it was an all-inclusive, basically, what we have here. And that's with Cronenberg saying, listen, I'm not afraid to address these things. We're all sexual creatures. Oh, you know, man. we're all flesh. Uh, okay, there was a gag that I had to write... With one of the doctors in the waiting room was always talking about mega vitamins, how it defies aging. There's like a multiple thing. That old man that was yes. that
1: wound up like seeing that he was diddling the yes. the. the I was like Catholic high school girls in trouble, right? Because she was like in a Catholic high school, and I'm like, is he, Are they diddling a teenager? Turned out she was, and she was like nine, well, nineteen, still a teenager, but yeah, still, still she wasn't, but
0: even if it wouldn't yeah. have stopped anybody or anything anyway in the, in the diddle-a-more complex. Did you actually see what I think was a... And again, uh, Catholic High School Girls in Trouble, the Kentucky Fried movie came out in 78, I think. But did you notice there, there was that little bit of a reference there with the, the push against the wooden grate. <laughs> Through the planks. <laughs> it's, maybe I'm stretching quite honestly there. Was but that it, Naughty Pine? <laughs> well, you know, it should be noted, this movie was naughty enough... Uh, to be debated on the parliament floor as it was government and state funded because they were like, this is what your tax dollars are paying for, is this movie, shivers. So imagine... Oh, the, we are not amused. Uh, I, quite honestly, it would give me some Canadian pride. This is much like when you have those... Uh, body melt mm-hmm. was very much in this line. Uh, a lot of the Peter Jackson films that he did in New Zealand were all government and state funded. And that's what I love. And this was kind of what gave... The Canadian films start, uh, it's really kickstart and Cronenberg as well. Because yeah. from here, we go from Rabbit, mm-hmm. we get to The Brood, we get to uh, Scanners, Videodrome again, all those ones that verge the creepy into the classic.
1: Yeah. And I love those movies. Like, The Rabbit is great and The Brood is great. Videodrome, you know, it's, it's nuts. No, but this movie has. A lot of different things it wants to say and i'm not 100 sure of all the different messages because it's just so not mad capri because it's everything in this movie is serious but still it's kind of like the amount of debauchery in it is so over the top that it gives me the giggles Mm -hmm. and like i even wrote down um poor dr pickles and like i couldn't even think of the way he gets dispatched violently and then even when they're like okay well we're not gonna let you escape so let's t-bone your car and i'm like oh no not jane march
0: right yeah there's i had moments of this movie again um going through here hold on just a second but she even had like this
1: uh trash thing where she goes i had a dream where i was just my flesh was being devoured by all these random different old people and i'm like
0: whoa she's doing it again it's not long live the new flesh it's long live the old erotic flesh yeah there's that
1: entire
0: weird dialogue. And then she was like, and then at the end I wound up liking it. And like, well, that's what I like about Cronenberg is he's not going to hold your hand, he's not going to ask easy questions, and he's not going to give you the answers. Mm -mm. He's going to let you establish for yourself. And we always talk about the baggage you bring with each viewing of a film. And I guarantee the first time I watched this movie, you know, I went in with one aspect and I went in, you know, this time with a whole another one. But that's what I like about these movies. Yeah is ideally i'm gonna have a new experience with each viewing Mm -hmm. and with cronenberg's movies that's been absolutely what i've experienced again from everyone whether it's more contemporary classic or creepy
1: absolutely
0: and that's what i like about cronenberg as well
1: it's like these movies are adult movies you know this Mm -hmm. isn't like this All of his movies are adult movies. You know, he never made, like, a silly slasher. And not that slashers are silly, but I'm just saying he never made um, another type of horror movie. There have always been very heady adult films.
0: Well, I mean, we talk about being, you know, going to therapy based on everything that we're talking about here. He did that um, Jungian or Freud film where it was uh, uh, Viggo Morgenstern played. I can't remember if it was Jung or Freud, but he tackled all of that. I mean, this is something that he's gone out of his way to not necessarily... Um, separate himself from horror but even in something like you know a history of violence still has those hardcore violent Cronenberg elements and psychological trauma and the sex yeah I mean I'm not going to be like hee hee but there's a there's a 69 scene in a history of violence that is very casual it's kind of loving actually the way it's portrayed and Cronenberg is always he's never been afraid to incorporate the sex with the violence and how you know they they ideally exist independently, but mm-hmm. occasionally you know you know they're not mutually exclusive at this point. And from the get go with Shivers, I mean it's all there, and then you just extrapolate as you do with Cronenberg from all of his other movies. Oh, yeah. It's kind of incredible that this was his first film, and he to show that kind of level and bravery of like this is
1: what i'm gonna tackle this is how i'm gonna tackle it <laughs> and it's 1970 this- and i'm gonna throw some kids and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and in a for a one location random mm-hmm. i mean it's it's all one setting the apartment building and maybe like dr pickles's office it feels big i mean especially for
0: 70s well and like also i remember watching it that first time and even seeing some of cronenberg's work beforehand is the, the look itself just seemed not off but just different and I do tie that to just how Canadian it is another time another place <laughs> that's what I enjoyed about it and especially with his films being how cerebral he truly is and he is an, an intellectual f- person so you can read so much into his movies mm-hmm. but he also realized that it's a visual format it's designed to be entertaining so if you don't want to get cerebral about it and you just want to get weird with it yeah He's your man. Yeah. And we've been talking weird movies this entire month, but with Cronenberg, you had some class to the weird, mm-hmm. which I think that's why a lot of people, that's why he continues to just inspire and hopefully continue to make movies because we've, uh, you saw Possessor, did you not? Oh, yeah. Because even his offspring. Even his
1: offspring's making weird sex, creepy movies. Oh, my goodness. The... But uh, go! But no, go no, 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 you're good. But I think that goes to the power of Cronenberg because if you take Shivers script, everything, and give it to a different director, how batshit bizarre it could be exploitive. Oh, there's while there's sure. a lot of sex and nudity in this movie, there's not overt. Nobody you see no actually like nobody gets full penetration, you know. But and it's all like implied, especially with the kid stuff. The door closes and yeah. then then comes back and there's something. So. In another movie, this could have gone like almost uh,
0: like Russ Myers. It could have gone in one of those bad 70s exploitation films right. where you'd prefer to watch the trailer than the real thing because you know the movie itself. Or is, you would literally have to go to another theater to watch this movie. You'd be going through the beaded curtain. Right. No, I think, hell, and, and weirdly enough, it could have been another weird sex romp as well because if you um, take out the zombieism fact and you just have uh, an apartment full of people having sex and getting into shenanigans, mm-hmm. it plays like one of those. Weird like Bavarian boob films back School in the day, School of Hard
1: Knockers or
0: something. <laughs> exactly. I I think that does you know, actually no. I was going to say there are still the Canadian sex romps because there's uh, Bustin' loose, there's screwballs. Yeah, those are all in that same vein.
1: And it could have been a totally Canadian sex romp. You know, it could have been well, Porky's. It, it could have been it could have been Apartment Meatballs. You know,
0: but it technically is. But you then have Cronenberg add his unique taste and vision and aesthetic mm-hmm. and we have shivers and jokes and jokes his dry funny humor so so you know we're a big fan of the movie crypt here uh joe lynch had a chance to moderate a q a panel uh, of the fly screening with cronenberg gina davis and howard shore wow exactly he was huh. super nervous and everything but he's uh, you know his whole thing was i like, couldn't believe how funny cronenberg is but how dry it is but how intelligent he also is as well. So he's like, you have to be on your game when you're around Cronenberg because he's quick, he's witty, but he's also quick to make sure to know, you know, he'll put you in your place. Oh, man. Which, that would be super intimidating. Right? Imagine that, like genius. We get to do a screening of shivers, and here comes Cronenberg. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't dream it. I'm over there talking about Dr. Pickles. <laughs> well that's just it do you think that he would be happy that you've had that kind of an experience with this movie and that kind of a connect again just the fact that that phrase itself means so much
1: i think he would be interested in me just to analyze me he goes okay (laughs) i want to see what this guy's thinking and why you know so like i think he would be like i would be more not so much a friend to him but more like a test subject more of like I bet you, Phineas, that I can turn this man into a gentleman
0: in a fortnight. You know, something like that. That could be one of his latest films, actually. That could be a contemporary Cronenberg movie. The Education of Genius, McGee. (laughs) What would be the Canadian way of saying you're the man now, dog? Uh, Instead of Finding Forrester, it's Joining Genius. Joining Genius. You're the man now, squid. (laughs) (laughs) No, I legitimately, coming back to this movie, in fact, I watched it. uh, I picked up the Vestron Blu-ray. Uh, and it's part of that whole thing they put out. I got it for $14 new. Get the fuck out of town! With loads of special features, including the said trailer, which I'm so glad to have at my disposal at this point. But it's kind of, sh- I guess it's not too terribly shocking because when people do think of early Cronenberg, they will go to the Videodrome, scanners, and then a lot of people will say Rabid. But I think Shivers is the one that really gets lost in the shuffle.
1: I think so. I think Shivers is like, hey, this is what I'm about. Do you think I want to do
0: do you think it is because of the more sexual content
1: I I think that and I think because it was kind of like overshadowed by rabbit Mm -hmm. it was overshadowed by the fly it was one of those like for example everybody talks about like um, dawn and night and 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 um, even night of the living dead but nobody talks about Patrick. Nobody talks about Martin Martin. Yeah. Patrick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've already been to Australia, my friend.
1: Right. Nobody talks. So it's one of those ones that because of his accomplishments, other gets lost in the shuffle, which I think is a shame because, like we said, I think this is one of his like not young and hungry Cronenberg. He definitely is. But this is this definitely say like this is the movie I want to make. This is the kind of thing that I want to do. And. Yeah, I think it's been his thesis statement because if you look at everything, everything almost has some sort of shivers connection because it is Cronenberg and that is his first and that is his baby. So like, that's why I think it is definitely underlooked and it should be considered in the Pantheon because it's probably one of my, I'm a champion of Greepy Cronenberg and it's one of my favorite Cronenbergs.
0: That's just it. And having, having the chance to rewatch The Fly recently, which is kind of the, the upper tier there, I agree absolutely because a lot of the stuff that's in The Fly is in shivers Mm -hmm. and it's just what it's incredible to think about being that assured of yourself and your vision and just knowing what you want to do and how to do it. Like I say, it's incredible. There's a reason why he's one of the masters of horror that he is still revered today.
1: And he's still down to make fun of himself and he's still down. He's still down to like get killed by Jason. He's down to don a mask and fuck people over in Midian. He's in Dr. Fucking Cronenberg master of the body, the sexual body horror is all about I want to fucking get killed by Jason Voorhees. You got to, like, respect that level of complexity and just all-around assuredness of yourself.
0: And also, you know, in his heyday and even now... He's not quite Mick Garris level, but he's got a fine head of hair. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He it's, wear- that, it's that Canadian shampoo. It's like fucking moose tears. It's wonderful. Is <laughs> that in a study died of moose head? Uh huh. <laughs> now, what's I, what I always enjoy is in Rabid, uh, It stars Marin, Marilyn Chambers, mm-hmm. who is in the movie *Behind the Green Door*, mm-hmm. which shivers. I always thought could, the alternate title could be *Behind the Green Tax Canadian sh- uh, Shelter Door*. Behind the green doors. Doors. <laughs> doors. <laughs> because every apartment is a department of debauchery that entire sequence actually oh oh the father-daughter sequence
1: yeah that was this is my daughter erica but again it tackles taboo subjects because you know you know no matter what debaucherous Uh, shit has gone on in that apartment it's gone on somewhere in canada or
0: all over the world do you think george rr martin saw this movie and was like i'm gonna make a whole thing out of that right Uh, (laughs) uh, Do, do 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 full house lannister yeah
1: But Ah. then you notice that they come back into play, the old man and the daughter, Mm -hmm. and the pool orgy. And the whole
0: pool. Well, that end scene. (laughs) So watching it again this time. Am
1: I wrong? Am I wrong? Seriously. You have Barbara Steele fucking Elvira, right? One of Dracula's fucking brides. You have fucking Manic Pixie Dream Girl- and she's cute as a fucking button. And then you have fucking Jane March the sexy nurse. Come on. Launched a thousand fetishes. Do color of night indeed. Versus the rejects from the gong show. So like <laughs> Cause did you see that old man with a cigar? He's like, ha ha ha. And even the old couple, they came in to, they came down to play. Oh, you know?
0: Oh, oh God, all of it. All if of I it. had
1: to choose between those
0: three ingenues in the pool versus that come on. Come on! And what a petri dish that pool is! It's oh like, my goodness! It's like the pool of cryptic It is. It, it's, it's horrible. That that is like the primordial ooze <laughs> that like new diseases crawl out of. Sincerely, but it's like in the pool of gremlins. Like
1: instead of, but it's gonna be sexy, just <laughs>
0: That's actually the static that we saw back in the day when we were trying to scramble real sex. And then when we got the good stuff, it was, no, it wasn't the good stuff. It was what no. we saw there. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, this it was.
0: Shivers is a cautionary tale, mm-hmm. but it's still, it is, oh, it's a lot of fun. It as is. As crazy as it is, as much as, you know. it's we, verse and like horrible because
1: it has incest it has child rape it has all this crazy shit what's what's wrong
0: with us what is wrong with us but
1: then again it's got dr pickles and it's got fucking like funny social commentary and it's got hungry for love jokes let's
0: just say this if we were to host a screening of it because again when we were there we were just attending I would probably give a little bit of a warning and just say, hey, this movie, we would do another time. Another place. Warning. Like, you're going to see some wacky shit in this movie. You're going to see some stuff that might trigger you a little because I, I don't even... I hate the term woke. It's not that we're woke. It's we're aware.
1: Yeah. We know that We this want stuff people is, to have good experiences yes, with the movie. And if yes. there's a potential, especially because I fucking... Back in the day, I never really did like watching animals get killed, but I really don't like watching animals get killed. Now I can really sour my viewing, but Mm -hmm. if I know going ahead, there might be a potential. I'm like, okay, I'm aware of it. I can prepare. Because this movie is not an easy movie for everybody. It really isn't. No, no. Fortunately, fortunately about it, it does deal with all this stuff, but it never gets graphic about it. And I think that's the saving grace. Because, yeah, the old man makes out with his daughter, but one... It's only for a few seconds. It's not a full, like... Is there a five-second rule with that? <laughs> well, not only that, it's gross. But at the same time, when we don't see the kids being forcefully diddled, we just yeah. see, like I said, the door uh, closing uh, and then coming uh, back. And it's... You know what?
0: F you, David Cronenberg, because then it's in my mind, which is so much worse. Which is
1: worse! Which uh. is worse! But at the same time, like, it didn't go... It, it didn't go, like I said, it didn't go behind the beaded curtain. Yeah. It's still going to be considered contemporary and classy. And as hosting it, yeah, I would say, like, this is a very hard film to watch. But at the same time, you can have fun with it. <laughs> I mean, because like, I had I had a genuine good time with this movie. And I feel terrible saying, this movie is great. And I'm going to recommend this movie to everybody. But I fucking do recommend this movie to everybody. And I do think it's great. And I do find it hilarious at times. I find it irrehensible and, and, and like, shocking at times. But at the same time, did I have a good fucking watch? Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs>
0: There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> you know what? It's appropriate, though, that we need to unpack, because technically, we've had a long journey here, my friend. <laughs> we've gone to the wild world of weird. We've gone all over the place. Let, let's let's take a minute to, to take some stock here. <laughs> let's look at our passport. Let's look at all the badges here. Well, so the,
1: the funny thing is, the funny thing about this whole thing of wild world of weird, it was going to be a totally
0: different trip altogether. We were initially trying to just do international horror films. Yeah. We started, we, so initially we wanted to start in Australia. Mm-hmm. We were initially going to go with Razorback. Mm-hmm. I had Body Melt on Blu-ray. We watched it, it. was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it was a weird movie. Just totally weird, and that inspired to well, just- Then you're like, well, let's get weird. Let's get weird with well, it. we also knew we were going to do Possession.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm like, was... well, fuck it, dude. If we're going to get was... weird and we already got the squiddly diddly, let's yep. just go full fucking weird with it.
0: And we got full fucking weird with it. So I guarantee, if we had not gotten weird with it, I would not have seen The Untamed. Right. Would not have seen Tetsuo. And, you know... I would have seen Shivers again, I ain't gonna lie. You want to see Shivers?
1: Fuck yeah, I want to see Shivers.
0: Because it's a good chance to revisit, like you said, one of those Cronenberg films that is not talked about enough that even on a blu-ray i don't think is still getting enough love out there so please check it out uh but and check out any a number of cronenberg films because there's really no wrong way to enjoy a cronenberg right.
1: and then tell me i'm wrong about the end of
0: shivers tell me <laughs> i'm wrong i defy you i defy you <laughs> All those stamps. All those stamps, goodness. Now, we are closing out here the month of January, but here in the month of February, as always, we are going to be celebrating Women in Horror Month. Yes! By inviting some of our favorite women in horror to talk their favorite women in horror, and we do have some people lined up, but as always... We don't want to jinx it until we record it. Right. So, but we got something good for you. We do indeed. So, hey, G- thank you for being a wonderful travel partner this month.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, dude. I don't know if I could have gone through half the shit without you.
0: What, what, what happens uh, in the wide world of weird st- <laughs> da, 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 stays in the wide world of weird. <laughs> so, until next month, this is Greg D. Uh, and I'm
1: Genius McGee. And
0: we'll see you in your dreams.
1: Don't dream it. Be a Buddhist